Welcome to tonight's episode of Revolution Evolution Solution Podcast. Hello everyone, it's Avi with Revolution Evolution Solution Podcast. And this is the Help Match segment. How this is going to work is you could come, download the Anchor app, go search up my podcast, Revolution, Evolution, Solution. And then when you click on it, there will be a... a Hello everyone, it's Avi with Revolution, Evolution, Solution podcast. And this is the Help Match segment. How this is going to work is you could come, download the Anchor app, go search up my podcast, Revolution, Evolution, Solution. And then when you click on it, there will be a... a Hello everyone, this is Avi from Revolution, Evolution, Solution podcast. And this segment is called The Help Match. How is it going to work? Go ahead and download the Anchor app. Then search up my podcast, Revolution, Evolution, Solution. Make sure you favorite it. And also click where it says message. And here you can leave me a message if you need help. It could be anything from small financial help. Even too big. But I suggest, you know, something small, $20, $50, anything small that you think people could help you with and that will be very beneficial to you. Or if you have a job and you need workers, you could leave me a message with your state and an email to contact you and pretty much just put an ad. And I'll try to match you with somebody who has those skills. And, you know, between but both of you, you could just get in contact with each other and help each other out. You get a worker, person gets a job. Another thing you can do is if you want to barter, same thing. All you got to do is just leave me a message with your state and your email and what type of help you need or what type of help you're offering. And I'll try to match you with somebody who could help you or be helped by you. And that's how it's going to work. Every episode, I will put some of your messages on the episode so you can hear about it. If you feel like you could help, make sure you leave me a message and I'll try to match you with that person. And if you want to help somebody, same thing. Make sure you leave messages. That's how I communicate with you. And how you communicate with me. And how we will get together and start building a community where we can help each other. And and do the right thing and try to fight back. Try to take back our lives. Now we're going to jump right into the meditation segment of the show. If you do not like meditation, if you think it's evil... Or you just don't believe in it, then just fast forward 10 minutes from now and you'll be past that segment. For those that enjoy it, what I will do is I will do guided meditation 
and you can just close your eyes and imagine what I'm telling you. Or, if you want to do it on your own, just mute the volume for 10 minutes, do it on your own, and unmute, and you'll get back to the show. This is guided meditation for the episode one of the podcast, Revolution, Evolution, Solution. And we're getting ready to begin, getting a comfortable spot. It doesn't matter if it's on the floor, on the bed, on a chair. It doesn't matter wherever you feel the most comfortable. Just get in position, relax your muscles, and listen to my voice. I want you to imagine that you're driving down your favorite road, looking at your favorite scenery. Or some place where you've always wanted to go. Enjoy driving down to that place. Feel the wind on your face. The sun feels warm, but not hot. You feel the radiating glow permeating into your skin. Now, stay driving on the road, going slow so you could enjoy the beauty of the nature around you. When you have arrived at the most perfect spot where you could pull over and just relax, hearing the sound of the birds, feeling the cool breeze, just stop and pull over. As you stand there, leaning against your vehicle, you see a deer 
deep into the woods. You decide to go in to get a closer look. As you keep going deeper into the woods, you can see the deer better. It's just standing there looking at you in attention, but no fear. You walk closer to it and closer and closer. But right as you're getting within six feet of the deer, it runs away. You just stand there and the warmth of the sun makes you look up. Birds start singing all around you. You decide to just sit down on the ground. As the singing of the birds continue, you feel so relaxed. You just lay down completely on the ground and close your eyes. And you just lay there in silence enjoying the song of the birds.
as you lay there, you start feeling the cold, damp particles of rain going on your skin. And it gently wakes you up. When you sit up and open your eyes, you see the deer laying down six feet from you. As you slowly get up, so does the deer. It shakes its head up and down at you, and you smile. Slowly walks away, and so do you. Slowly walk back to your car, and you take a look around and look at the nature for a few more minutes. Now you get back in your car and you drive back home and you will forever remember how good it was to be there. That was the end of the meditation segment. I hope you enjoyed if you listened. And if you did not, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Thank you. All right, everybody. It's time for the segment with my guest. This is my very first guest, and he's a very special person. Um, I've been following him on YouTube for a while. He has a lot of insight into what's going on, and that's why he's on this show. And... um. I'm going to get right to him and let him introduce himself to you. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. I didn't realize you were such a good follower and supporter. I always appreciate and thank you for that. But no, I've, uh, you know, just been trying to wake people up uh, for many years. Um, got several channels and trying to expose some truth, some lies, some uh, conspiracy things and, and then covering a, a wide range of topics and discussion so no i'm glad you asked me to come on here so we can have an open you know talk about things so that this is great this is great and you're starting a new podcast uh, routine here so let's hope this uh, works out great for both of us oh I, I thank you so much for that and it's an honor to have you here and that you know i'm a nobody basically and 
you have your your thing going and you decide to come and help me out so that's very very nice of you yeah yeah good 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 so uh do me a favor before we get into the topics that we're gonna get into um tell the viewers or the listeners um more about your channel how long you've been doing it what's your channel name and all that good stuff okay um i i did talk radio in um, out of southern california and got a, a a franchise in phoenix area so I did talk radio in in Southern California in the early 2000s, most, mostly after 9-11. Um, I felt there was a need to get on. I didn't like the idea that this was an inside job. Um, I was working on a book on the side, too. So I wanted to stay home with my kids. And after I, I predicted the 2008 collapse, I moved my family out of the United States. I didn't want my kids growing up there moved down to Costa Rica and became a true expatriate. While I was down here, I decided to buy a radio station and that's another long story, but I got on the internet with the radio station, an internet type of radio station. And then I got into YouTube and since like 2011. So I've been doing this for a good nine years. Uh, my handle was Dr. Menno. That's what I was going with on the radio down there. So I kind of kept that same internet type of name. And in the past few years, and my motto with the Dr. Menno was trying to change the world one mind at a time, given if I could reach one person and that one person could reach five or 10, then eventually we can change the world as a whole. It's been a struggle. So then I came up with this other handle called the Peace Terrorist where it, which is getting a lot of slack on the internet because they don't like that word terrorist and they certainly don't understand the concept of peace obviously but the model of that is trying to spread peace as fast as fear and people just don't get it but i'm keeping it i'm standing by it i believe in, in these two modes of thinking so I have several channels. Um, I'm banned on some, uh, sanctioned, censored on others. Um, I got like four YouTube channels for different reasons. One of them in Spanish. I got BitChute and I got Utah Gun Exchange going on. Uh, Vimeo wiped me out a couple years ago because they didn't like the exposing pedophiles. And I think that's what the videos that they finally wiped me out on. So all that was all wiped out. I had hundreds of videos. I got uh, over 800 videos on my most popular YouTube channel, but you know, it's tough. It's tough because the internet is so sanctioned and so censored. Um, it's hard to actually find me on there. Um, I do have some followers, but who knows, you know, who knows? It doesn't matter because if my subs aren't reflecting it, that's okay. Cause people are watching my videos and if it doesn't count, on the views and subs, that's okay because it's in their minds. They got exposed to what I was trying to, to do. So I've been down here in Costa Rica for about 15 years. Uh, once again, just trying to change the world one mind at a time and, and get people exposed to some of the truths, some of the atrocities of the United States. When I was doing talk radio up there, I concentrated on the United States mostly and all the issues within the country. Once I got down here, I went global, went international about the stuff going on around the world and realize the United States hands, their talons are in so many places, corrupting so many things that I was just even flabbergasted more 
but I'm still continuing putting videos out, uh, covering the virus stuff, covering just about everything, um, uh, covering uh, the problems in Venezuela. I got something like 30-some videos about Venezuela. Then Nicaragua is really close with Daniel Ortega. I got 20-some videos. So I'll pick a little area and just concentrate on doing some videos about that. Overall, I covered just about everything. Um, a potpourri of, of knowledge and information is how I guess I could say it. So um, that's a little rundown. You know, I've, I've had several jobs, different kind of jobs. Um, we can maybe go into that later. Um, education, a pretty well background on education. So I think I got a good uh, resource, <clears throat> a good background of pulling information and experience to share with everybody. So that's what I'm doing. That's kind of like my goal in life here now is, is doing that. Um, watching the world, you know, churn and pass every day and, and looking at all the events. And sometimes I get frustrated. Sometimes I, I feel um, satisfied about what I'm doing, but that's how it's all about. So there's a little rundown. All right. That's great. Um, I want to go back to when you were talking about your name from, when I first started talking to you, I see that the peace terrorist, and it's crazy how you say it. Like it's just a natural reaction to that word terrorist. It yeah. just, and it's been ingrained in us since I want to say since before 9/11, but definitely when 9/11 happened and it hit our soil really hard, and we got bombarded with terrorism, terrorist, terrorism, terrorist. Like anytime you hear that, you just get a, a negative connotation to it. Yeah, and and it is a negative word, but I mean. When somebody tries to use it in a positive sense, your mind automatically wants to say, oh, that sounds weird. Why are you using that word? Yeah, and the analogs of, of YouTube, they'll pick it up and then, you know, you're sanctioned without even given a chance, you know, so. Uh, it's been if a people were to actually pay attention and you're saying peace terrorists, meaning you're, you're terrorizing with peace, but people just skip over the peace word and they just go straight to the other word. Uh, yeah, the internet, they don't, these algorithms they don't have a concept of what peace means so and, and you know you know how well the, the idea was you know how terrorists can spread fear in people's mind so fast even just by a bogus news article why can't peace spread through people's minds just as fast what's the problem with that why can't peace be just like out there so fast like the, the, the feeling of Fear, and peace gives you a good feeling. Fear gives you a bad feeling. So why not spread good feelings around the world? But it's it's a tough sell. Um, my my answer to that would be is there is a lot of peace in the world, really, but that's not what they want us to focus on. They bombard us with unpeaceful things. So it's hard, even though we, even though we have moments of peace, we don't really pay attention to it because. A few seconds later, you're going to see something that's not peaceful. You're going to hear something that's not peaceful. So like they say, it's it's sometimes the good things, it's easy to forget. And the negative things stay in your brain longer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, uh, peace don't sell news and commercials. Oh, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how many peaceful things happen? How many good things happen? But that's not, you know, they don't want to call that news. They're not going to say, oh... Um, this, this man, he's a great father and he, 
he paid for his son's education, bought him a car, and they're really happy, and he's doing really good in school. That's that wouldn't be considered news. No. News is only, you know, who got robbed, who got shot, who's doing drugs, who's corrupted. You know, it, it's nothing. They're never gonna say something. They barely ever put anything positive in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 the human being in some respects. You know, they. Yeah. And it is an illusion because there's a lot of good things happening, but they don't they don't want us to look at that. They want us to be in constant fear. Yep, yep. That tearing that terrorist mentality is uh, spreads too fast. It just spreads too fast. What happens when you're in fear? When you're in fear, you're acting irrational. So they want you to act irrational. They want you to not be focused on on rational good things. Yep. Yep. Could be part of the problems reaction solution routine is um, spread that uh, terror around and uh, then we'll come up with a solution for you and we're the government and we're going to help you we're going to solve all your problems even the ones that we created for you yeah yeah um wasn't it i don't i'm not sure if it was you or where did i hear this but just recently in somebody's show on youtube i heard the whole um the government breaks your leg and then gives you a crutch, but you wouldn't need the crutch if they hadn't broken your leg in the first place. Exactly. That's that's the whole the whole idea. Yep. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. I wish I would have said that, but no. But yeah, similar <laughs> theory. You know exactly. They break your leg and and uh, you know now they go, oh we're we're here to help you although you broke your leg, but that's how we enter in all these wars and everything. Is destroying countries and okay, we're now we're going to come in and help you. But you know, Halliburton doesn't really do stuff like that. They take the money and leave. So yeah, pretty much every every war is kind of like that. They they start it internally in that country, so then they have a reason to go in there. Yep, yep, and that's that's got to stop. You know, people need to wake up just for the whole warring going on, this whole imperialistic warring and taking over and. I mean, gosh, you know, people just don't understand it. I think what would wake people up is if the United States actually had a war within the United States because they don't understand the ramifications of having a war on your home ground. Yeah, a couple of terrorist things here and there, but, you know, a real war. Like we see the devastation in Syria and Iraq and, and Libya and and. Um, you know, other parts of the world, uh, Kosovo back then, and, and some of these African countries, we don't have a clue what it's like to be living in a war-torn country. And I think that might be a wake-up point for a lot of the people in living in the United States that, to experience that and be humble. Of course, there's going to be a lot of people dying, but nobody's doing anything to stop that. And eventually it could come to the United States, you know, even the depopulation losing 87% of the population up there, you know, what's going to contribute to that? Well, we got several factors. So until people realize this devastation that their taxpayer money is going to, then they're not going to realize the ramifications and, and uh, the, the atrocities that are being committed around the world and the assassinations, the takeovers, the, uh, the, the bombing, the, the corporate industrial complexes going on and, and the support of all that. 
But so if, if, you, if you think about this, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, if you think about this, notice that, let's say in the times of the kings and the queens and around there, they did kind of make up reasons to go to war, but not so much. Back then it was more like, I'm just going to go conquer them. They didn't have to do that many false flags. They kind of did whatever they wanted. The peasants had to take it. Yeah. Throughout time, what they consider peasants or us, we started getting more vocal about being against wars. And now we have more of a say because, you know, now we're more free than we were before. And they use our money and our hard labor in order to fund all their evil plans. So they kind of need us temporarily to go along with it. Oh, we're bankrolling it through taxes. Yeah, exactly. But listen to this, though. What is the New World Order about? You remember the speech from, from Bush? Yeah. Yeah. What was he, what was he saying? What, what do you think he was saying when it is... Um, well, I forgot when he said something like... Uh, well, we're, we're getting ready for the New World Order, and he, he mentioned it several times in the speech, and basically planting the seed that it's eventually going to come, so be prepared. Yeah, but how did he describe it, though? You well, as something good and comforting, and and it, it's a like order, like oh wow, you know, we have all this confusion, and now the term order, order, and it's something new, you know, like a a, a new ingredient in a new product or something. So it's but, a the, the the rule of of law and not the rule of the jungle. When he said that, I, for a while I was like, what does it mean by the rule of the jungle? That's yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that one phrase there kicked it in the gear, yeah. I think what he means is the New World Order is a one-world government. So like that, you won't have all these wars and revolutions because there's only one government. There's not going to be fighting in between countries, like like survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? Well, the fighting would be amongst the, uh, the order and the suppressive. Yeah, but they're not going to tell us that. They're going to they're selling it to us as we're going to have a one world government like that wars will end and you know we're going to serve our people but once they establish it we're going to quickly find out that they're not for us they just want more control. Yep, control. That's what it's all about. Control, control the masses. But but think about this. So the new world order is selling it as a better order than what we have now where countries are sovereign they're they're pretty much saying if you have sovereign countries you're always going to have chaos right so it, what the point you mentioned and this is why i'm bringing this this uh this subject up is when you said if we were to have war in our country then we would really be against it right because we will experience a hand like face to face how bad it is yeah because yep. we're supposed to be the leader of the world so if the people of America keep supporting wars, right? So yep. it keeps happening. But once the people of America get super against it, then they could end it. But they're going to end it with, like, the actual people are going to ask for the new world order. Yep, yep, that's the plan. That's the plan. They want, they're going to be set up as a savior and, and uh, instill total destruction around the world as they come in with their mother hand helping hand and then everybody will bow down uh, but then that's the total breakdown of the human will at that level yes and that's what it's all about breaking down the human will um, 
But that's what I'm saying. Like you're saying that if we were to experience that, we would be against it. But they're counting on that. They just didn't do it before because they they wanted to continue the funding and and the slave labor and all that. Now when they're ready to to finish it off, now they're okay with us being against war because that plays into their new world order. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They like to be a step ahead. I'm telling you, like they really. If you really pay attention to it, they're they're always a step ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the plan. That's in the books. That's written. It is written, so it will be done, as the Pharaoh says. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm a I'm a. If you don't mind, I'm gonna call you Doctor Mano. Yeah, that's so, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, did my education is in uh, philosophy and sociology and, and some broadcasting, but uh, I consider myself a, a self-proclaimed social philosopher so um plus i took a bunch of engineering classes but then decided that's that wasn't education um, I, and instead of studying the physical world i jumped into the metaphysical world of, of philosophy so that's kind of like where my a lot of my orientation is on that level i, I could say the same now i i haven't studied it but i've always leaned towards it and and basically studied it in a way on my own, but no actual like um, legit institution taught me, if that yeah, makes sense. Well, that's okay, because sometimes it comes natural for people. So, um, um, and well, thinking and asking the right questions to get the right answers. So. Yeah, um, let me ask you, um, um, I can't really hear you that well right now. Did you, are you farther away? Well, no, um, it just started right. It just started raining here, um, and that happens sometimes. So I don't know if you want to maybe continue this later or, or cut it off soon. We can do that. I do no, live I in the rainforest, and it is our rainy season. Better now. So I don't know whatever you did right now. It, it worked. So yeah, like I said, I'm I'm just kind of leaning closer. What I'm doing is I'm talking into my computer, and that's how this is kind of set up. So, yeah, if you lean closer, I could hear you over the rain. But like, when, if you're a little bit far back, it makes. Yeah, it I'll just uh, I'll just get in a little closer here. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, the whole idea. Maybe next time I'll get a microphone set up here. Yeah, or even just those headphones that work as microphones. Yeah, you know that, I mean that they're the two on one. Yeah, that I don't have, unfortunately. My kids did, but I don't. Yeah, Uh, I don't know about in Costa Rica, but here you get that for a dollar. They're not the best, but they definitely do the 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 job. Yeah, they're probably about the same here then too. I would imagine. Now I'll just get a little closer here. But yeah, that's what happens. It rains sometimes. So. (laughs) So we've had some pretty the last uh, last week. We had some pretty good storms come through. So. But um, heck, that's okay. But Costa Rica is not a place that at least they don't get hit with a lot of hurricanes or anything like that. No, um, the idea is they start down here close to the equator. By the time they get any speed or force up, they're they're hitting Mexico. Um, We'll get slapped on the Atlantic side from some of the hurricanes coming in in the Caribbean side. Um, But I'm on the Pacific side, so we'll get slapped with some rainstorms. But... um, uh, the Atlantic side will get hit more. I mean, there's a mountain range that blocks a lot of that cloud movement. Uh, but there's there's been hurricanes and storms down here in the past. You know, a big one in the 90s and 
things like that. So it, they do get their rain. Um, yeah, I ask because I, I, I usually follow hurricanes. I, I find them interesting. Um, something about hurricanes appeals to me. I don't like the damage they do, but I, I still like, I'm basically, I, I admire it in a way. Yeah, nature's phenomena. Yeah. Nature's phenomena. So I was asking because I, I usually don't hear, oh, this hurricane's going to Costa Rica. It's not something I usually Yeah, hear. no, you usually don't. Like I said, usually they our area, and by the time they move north is when they gain their speed and their force and the, their, their strength. So, we're, you know, we're, actually, it's, it's not bad at all. We get a, I get about 200 inches of rain a year. Um, so Yeah, I was going to say that, like, sometimes... Because this is the thing, like, there's always an extreme on Earth. So maybe you don't get hurricanes, but you'll get earthquakes. Or you don't get earthquakes, but you'll get monsoons and amounts of rain. Or you'll get get a volcano. It, wherever you are, there's going to be something. That there's, some, there's some natural force that you're going to have to uh, succumb by. And now in, in California, you know, we, I've been through some pretty good earthquakes and shakers up there. So, um you know the big one in '71 when I was a kid, and um, I didn't, I wasn't around in the '94 earthquake, but that was pretty big around there. But you know, you always get shaking. It's always shaking there throughout the year, so I'm kind of used to it. And yeah, Costa Rica, we get earthquakes here. They're mostly a volcano um, actuated. Uh, there's still a, a few volcanoes around here that will spit out some steam and smoke, and then they got to close the airport down um, because of all the silicone in the air that will damage the jet engine so there that happens a lot here actually but um you know it's a rainy season that's what it's about but no we'll just uh it's it's slowing down so we can continue here um so when we spoke yesterday before doing the podcast i i gave you two news articles which i found interesting um did you get to read them Yes, I did. Um, I even contacted some friends in Italy and and uh, told them what was uh, in this particular article from the Schmele Times. And uh, they pretty much uh, confirmed some stuff and, uh, and denied some other stuff. But yeah, I guess uh, most of the stuff in this article was pretty good, but um, some of the stats were off a little bit. Um, the one thing I, I found pretty humorous was that uh, my friend confirmed was when you go out dancing or in a disco in a nightclub, you got to maintain your social distancing. And I'm just trying to imagine that, you know, so I guess slow dancing is out. I don't know, but I'm, I'm imagining in a, in a dance floor, everybody's got their social distancing going on and rocking out. You know, I just think that's a funny image um, that I would like to see actually. But uh, some of the stats, you know, were, were there but yeah a lot of old people died there uh, because they do have one of the largest uh, senior uh, populations in the world there because people live longer there um and and a lot of them were dying so let's see june survey found that 83 percent of italians always wore masks outside the homes well my friend said that's not true um at the beaches people aren't really wearing their masks um but in restaurants yeah they are stuff like that yeah, I was asking because, you know, they, they try to prop, do propaganda. So one of the best ways for them to do it is like, okay, Italy learned their lesson. So they're obeying all the guidelines. They're being good citizens. So we should do it too. You know, I wanted to see 
you know, how much they're exaggerating or if really people are just taking this serious and, uh, and following everything. So. Yeah. Cause their, their, uh, theme is, you know, returning to normal life. Well, this ain't normal life when you can't dance with your partner, but two meters away or wearing mask or doing this and doing that. See, they're trying to instill that, right, this is the new normality, but it's not normal because nobody was doing that before. But they're trying to, like, it's a form of little brainwashing, right? Trying to tell, mm -hmm. well, now this is the normal. This is what we got to do now because we say so, you know. So, um, and the restaurants don't take uh, the names of their diners there, um, at least in the town that this lady was at. Um so they don't, like I said, 83% of the times, they don't, you know, that's not really true there. Um, but they're trying to establish that as a norm. Well, 83% of the people are going to be wearing masks, you know. So so they're trying to put some kind of crap in there that... Um, it's, it's a stigma. So they're basically saying the majority of people are going to do it. Why are you going to be the only one, you know, not doing it? Yeah, maybe the, the smelly times is saying, look, Italy's doing it. Uh, they got hit really hard. Remember, we reported on it, all the people dying there, you know. Well, Italy even, even for Italy itself, though, like, I'm sure they have a similar article in Italy like that. So, like, let's say there's a few people who don't want to wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. They'll still push the lie that 80% or 83%, like, they'll make up a number just to prove a point that you'll be in the minority. Yeah, and... Um, I don't know how much of they were doing that in Italy with the death rate figures, but uh, you know, in the United States, we're putting down uh, false uh, death certificate conclusions about people dying with the coronavirus when somebody died on a motorcycle or some uh, tweakers died in a, uh, a drug uh, home fire, and then they're putting all that down as corona stuff. Um, I even joked about that today. Um, uh, over the weekend, uh, uh, two couples got drowned um, fishing out here in Costa Rica, and then another uh, couple people drowned. You know, I said, well, they're probably going to write down that the cause was coronavirus, but I don't think Costa Rica has really been doing that too much. But, but I, I don't know. I can't say there really hasn't been that many deaths here, but they're they're implementing this restrictions, and this is what I noticed: the restrictions are like across the board around the world it's like somebody else above everything is saying all this stuff and all these countries are doing it whether they wanted to or not somebody's they're telling them this is what you're going to do because it's too consistent around the world you know this is what i found kind of strange not only that another pattern that i noticed is china hong kong all these Asian countries, which were closer to the epicenter when it started, they have the least numbers, but they're also the places that had the, the most strict restrictions on the people. So they're pushing this narrative. You know, if you want to stop the deaths, if you want, you know, all these things, then you, you have to be as strict as these countries are. Yeah, using them as examples. Yeah, and also um, this lady said that even at the beach, you know, that it's pretty crowded and no, hardly anybody's wearing masks at the beach now. So, uh, which they're supposed to be, because she showed me pictures before where they have these plastic dividers at the beach where people were sitting in between them. But I think I don't think they have that anymore because 
they're trying to say, yeah, well, things are getting back to normal. People are returning uh, to their normal lifestyle. But see, that's not right. It's not their normal lifestyle anymore. It's a new order of lifestyle. Oh, I love these play of words here. So, yep. yeah. yeah, very true. Um, let me let's uh, let's go on to the to the next Argo, which was the neural link that Musk is trying to perfect and and give out. Musk. What do you think about Musk in general, and what do you think about this neural link? Um, well, I I did have the I did pull up um, you know, his Wikipedia thing and. They had a little spiel there about the Neuralink. So I did a little research on him just to get some background. Um, I never liked the guy. I never liked the way he looked. Um, I, of course, if you following me on my YouTube stuff, you know how I feel about the moon landing. And I think that was one of the biggest lies and hoax that they fooled everybody with. But this guy is playing on it. Um, now this whole Mars thing, because he's in, like he's saying, I'm gonna, I want to colonize Mars with human beings, you know, uh, to sustain uh, accountable, sustaining living, and you know that term's been throwing out there too much, which is very suspicious because even the New World Order and Agenda 21 people use it too much, sustainable, subsistence living and stuff. And and wait a minute, we we haven't even solved our problems on Earth. What makes us think? We're gonna go out there and 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 have a, a amenable community and society when we can't even have one here. Um, so I don't know. Now this brain thing, this neurotechnology, this could be another big BS thing where maybe he's getting some millions, hundreds of millions of dollars or funding from the side from this. Um, I don't know. You know. I still got my reservations about him doing this, whether it's an actual thing or not, um, whether he's just got so much money, he doesn't know what to do with it. But this mind controlling, the funny thing about it, you know, Edward Bernays uh, tapped into it and been doing it for like almost a hundred years now. And the propaganda the media is doing it. Mind control, just pure mind control. You know, it's already going on. It's already happening. And now he's trying to put a little uh, a, a rice Thing or something in our brains to um, modify our thinking process. Eh, you know, they're using it as an excuse that, well, maybe people with autism, uh, epileptics, uh, people with spinal injuries, you know, this new technology, this uh, Neuralink will, will help all these people. But, you know, this is what they're selling realistically. It's all about, are they, is this going to be part of the GPS system? These little freaking things in your head or in your skin. Or oh, they're all going to be connected. There's no way they're going to give us all these positive things without being able to track us. And, and They do and, it already with the phone, so why wouldn't they, you know, put it in your mind? Just to... Well, yeah, see, they're, they're all, they've been already doing this for, for years and years already. You know, so um, this is just a more technological aspect of it. And then the whole uh, idea about being hacked. Well, we know that car computers can be easily hacked uh, through some of these IT um, brainers, you know. So I, I think I think it's so dangerous because if it could be hacked, how they're warning, the amount of false flags you could do with that is incredible. 
Now, if they're going to force this vaccine on everybody, this could be the next phase is, is forcing people to stick these little uh, chips in, in your brain. You know, maybe this whole vaccination thing is a precursor, once again, of a bigger picture of this coming. But see, I don't know. They still got a lot of years ahead of them uh, to, to get this to that mode. But I don't know. This is all like secret research. Um, I'm also wondering how much government funding is being involved in, in this technology or, or uh, grants or gifts from the government or actually the taxpayers, you, yourself, is funding this operation here. But it, it, it's crazy, you know. Um, I don't know. This is another thing to wait and see what's going to come out of all this. I mean, he's still a young guy, so he's still got uh, quite a few years ahead of him. Um, and he's got the money to uh, make his life pretty comfortable. So. What I find interesting about Musk is that I, I, it might be a weird analogy, but he's like the Trump of technology. And why do I say that? He, like, I, I'm going to say the, the the Biden or the Democrat side of technology is like Bill Gates, for example. Uh-huh. And, and Musk is more like the right side. And why do I say that? If you, if you watch interviews with Musk and, and you kind of get a feel for him he's kind of like more capitalistic more make your money more of a a cool hustler type of thing while microsoft and bill gates tries to oh we're here to help you you know we care about everybody and when reality they're stabbing you in the back um and another thing like from what i understand Neuralink, his main goal with that as he claims, is to counter, counter fight the rise of AI machines. Well, He's saying that if we if we're gonna stand a chance against AI, we we'll, we gotta be basically part robot ourselves. Yeah, here's a line here from the Wikipedia: Musk sees Neuralink and OpenAI as related. OpenAI is a nonprofit dedicated to minimizing the dangers of artificial intelligence, while Neuralink is working on ways to implant technology into our brains to create mind computer interfaces. Uh, you know, that it's, he's contradicting himself. He's, uh, I think he's playing this philanthropist type of role when actually, like you said, he's a capitalist first. And uh, to be, um, um, you know, philip, philip, panic, philanthropic. Oh God, I can't even spit out that word. Philanthropist. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I was almost going to spit it out in Spanish, but I couldn't even think of that one either. <laughs> but yeah, so he's playing this like Bill Gates is trying to play the philanthropist, and and basically, you know, behind the scenes, he wants to inject and, and eliminate eighty percent of the population, five billion people. So. But if you notice that it's both the same end goal. Yeah, it is. Control. Mind control. Like whether you're being controlled by an AI that's outside of your body or you're being controlled by an AI inside of your body. Either way, technology is going to control you. Technology is, is the demise of the human race. Um, unfortunately, technology was supposed to help out the human race as a whole. But all it has done is been used against the human race, against people for the benefit or the corporation. 
Um, I think the whole human race went off on the wrong track at the Industrial Revolution three, four, five hundred years ago because of all the, the energy, uh, thinking process, money spent, time spent on developing an industrial revolution, an industrial society. If all that could have been uh, diverted and put into understanding how our mind works, we would be so much better off as a human race than what we are now because today's technology has been used against us as a human race, as a citizenry, and only for the benefit of the corporations to make more money to, to take advantage of our human nature in such ways that they'll soak us to, to poverty and total control, just total control. So we went off on the wrong track a long time ago and it's just getting worse and worse. Um, even this uh, contact tracing, um, you know, it's to control us. Well, see, it's not used to for it to be used in our favor. Then why aren't we uh, contract tracing all these um, madams in D.C.? And when we see them uh, very close, their phones are close to a, an elective official. Why aren't the police sent in or or the thought police even? Um, when we see a congressman or senator um, about ready to sodomize a congressional aide, why aren't we doing something about that and, and getting after those guys? A cop getting a blowjob from a street girl, you know, in the back of a squad car. Why isn't it being used for that? Why isn't it being used to track down these inside traders on Wall Street? Why aren't it being used, this technology being used to go after the white-collar criminals, to go after our politicians that are lying through their teeth that are accepting bribes and lobby money under the table why won't it being used in that respect but being used against us to have control over us this again it's a it's what i what i told you before we we before we started um this this uh current recording of the of the podcast mm -hmm. is there's nothing evil in and of itself a gun isn't evil it's how you use it and technology is the same we could have used technology to empower our human nature exactly and, we and have find cures and, and and all these things but no we're they're using technology to hurt us not to help us exactly yep that's that's the whole point and the whole what's right and wrong about it all it's 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 not being used for all favor and i'm working on a video now where uh this nasa guy was talking about and um it was on an rt sideshow and i've always said all this technology that came out of NASA, that came out of the military, that was used by taxpayers' money to develop. The computer was developed on our taxpayer money. How did Microsoft and Apple get a hold of all this technology? Why did all this technology that we paid for as a taxpayer go in the hands of private corporations for them to take advantage of it? If I was president, I would keep this within the country and we will have our own little corporations and sell these products, goods and services that the taxpayer paid for. GPS, uh, smartphones, uh, basic computer uh, stuff. We developed that as taxpayers, but why did it get into the other hands for their benefit and not for the benefit of the general public? Can you imagine that we would never have to pay any taxes that the government might be paying us dividends for the products, goods, and services that we develop as a taxpayer. The whole space program 
and the technology, well, the whole space program was our doings, was our money as taxpayers. It's very simple, though. Like, if they give all that, if they divide it into the people, then the people have the power. But if only a select few get all the benefits, then, like, you know, the their their whole agenda gets played easier. You can't have, um, what's that say? You can't have too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Right, too many cooks spoil the soup. <laughs> yeah, so, like, they can't allow us to have access to all this technology. They They use our work. And then they keep that technology for their benefit. Yeah, and what's that? Not, they wouldn't have any any agenda that's going to work because there's different minds, there's different ideas. When you have a lot of people, you have different opinions. When we have a small group of people that are in charge of everything, they have they could be more in, in alignment. Yeah, and and that's called government. Your government. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what government means. Govern your mind. Yeah. Mente is mind. That's right. That's right. In Spanish, the root, the Latin root. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They tell you everything, even NASA. NASA, if you look in Hebrew, means deceive. That's right. I came across that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It means it's, that's the funniest part. I've, it's not even really funny, but it's just ironic to me how they have all of this, but they still kind of tell you like what they're doing. Like, I really want to understand how or why they're doing that. And everybody eats it up. That's what they want to hear. See, our lives are too short here. You know, it, it, it's a phenomenal lifespan. And between birth and death, what they have is called occupation. We're occupying ourselves between birth and death. And, you know, our, our meaning in life is, is meaningless. When you, you look at the, the hundreds of thousands of years that mankind's been around and our short little lifespan, it's meaningless. It doesn't count for anything. It doesn't contribute to anything. But we feel it important because we're conscious of our lifespan and it's just basically how you occupy yourself from birth to death and they do it very well by putting us to work and calling it taxes well you got to pay for your roads and your police service and and your space programs and all these wars we're getting you into you know so don't complain because that you got a nice big tv you're driving a nice car oh by the way don't forget to make your your payments yeah and, and that's the thing, like they fool you also because they 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 make you believe that all this hard work you're doing is actually for yourself. No, you're actually doing it for you, so you could have lived the dream and live right. But the, they're not doing it for you; they're doing it for them. Yep, for them. Um, you're only that- working and paying taxes because they it benefits them. If it didn't benefit them, you wouldn't be doing it. That's right. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be there. It wouldn't exist because that's capitalism at its uh, finest hour is making money, making money um, at at any cost, basically. And most of them are making it unethically. So uh, that's where it becomes an issue for the whole general public. But you know, look and- at these corporations. You know, look at your your Facebook guys, your Alphabet guys, your YouTubes, and and Googles and and your gates and all them people, you know, like I said, they didn't get where they're at by being a Mr. Nice guy. So no, of course not, of course not. But this is the this is the thing. This is how they're how they've been able to have power for so long. They still allow a smaller group of people, and they call that the middle class, right? They let you get a taste of that money and power, right? Oh yeah, that teasing man, that teasing effect. And that's why they have support because they these people in the middle class. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody, 
they really feel they, you know, they could be billionaires and stuff like that. Maybe they can, you know, but it's not going to be that easy. Well, that but, American dream doesn't exist anymore, so. But they give you that, right? So, so like that, you, you play the game because you feel like you could get in that position too. Yep. But yep. the only reason they have you there is, is to tease you with it. But when, when all these companies are getting so big and monopolizing and all of that, these people, in the, I'm sure some are realizing it, but most people in the middle class, they don't realize that allowing this to happen affects them. Because then that small opportunity that, that they're fighting so hard for to be in, in that 1% is getting smaller and smaller and smaller by the day. Yep, yep, yep. In, in the past, since, since 2008, that has... Uh... Uh, separated even tenfold even more so and that's part of the but plan. but that's why when they say oh no because the rich are the problem they defend that because they want to be rich but they're not realizing that even the rich are working against them it's not just a a poor versus rich it's the rich versus everybody yeah everybody everybody well that's where my theory that's where the eugenics uh, program needs to start is is at that one percent of the one percent and the whole world would be better off not picking on the 99%. You go after that 1% of 1%, uh, ex uh, uh, exercise some eugenics in, in that group of people, just think how much better off the world will be. But I can go to jail for talking like that. You know, I could be thrown off of, of the social media for talking like that. But I don't support eugenics at all, but it, it is from, you know, I, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but from what I've seen, you know, in order to do or or be a billionaire, you have to really not care about anybody. And if you don't care about, you know, nobody besides yourself, and most of the time they don't even care about their own families, to put it that way. Right. But um, yeah. For you for you to be like that, like that's psychopathic. You can't cure that. You just yeah. can't. No, it's a it's a disease. It's like and, having having a disease. Yeah, and like I'm very anti-violence i'm trying to do everything peacefully and i want to do everything peacefully and, and i'm going to even if it kills me i'd rather leave this earth with a you know clean conscious i have no blood in my hands exactly. even if even yeah. if these people are murderers like i'd rather not be like them yeah no i don't have to look over my shoulder i got a clean clear conscience um i feel comfortable with myself and uh, you know so and that's how I, I live my life. And that's why I don't have anything. <laughs> that's why I'm a gringo poor, but I, you know, I, I yeah. just gave up, you know, I used to have a lot of nice stuff, you know, but I, it, it, when you have stuff, other people want it. Okay. So if you don't have anything, nobody bothers you. And that's where I'm going mm -hmm. now. Um, you know, I had the big house and, and lots of nice things. And then, you know, everybody came by and wanting it from you, you know, thieves and liars and, in in uh, con artists, you know, and so if you don't have anything, nobody bothers you. And I think I like it's a more peaceful state of mind than always having to, you know, if you're rich, there's a there's a security budget that you have to implement. You know, you oh, have yeah. you have to have security to keep your stuff. My big saying is money is very easy to make. It's easy to make money. Keeping it in your possession is the work is the job is is hard to do because once you get money everybody wants it from you so and the more money you make the more you just gotta spend you know it's, yeah it's just the way it is yeah and the more it leaves the more it goes and, and that's kind of like the plan so 
No, like because this is the thing. Like, if you have a lot of money and you're not going to spend it on on things that are going to require you to pay money, then what do you have the money for? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh well, you can be a philanthropist and and help other people, which is a, a noble way of being. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know. So. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. But most of these so-called philanthropists, they're doing it for their own interest. Like, yeah, right. I'm sure there's been some, you know, that really have made a positive change, but you probably won't hear about them too much. They're doing it mostly for the tax deduction. They don't care about these people. They're doing it so they can have write-offs. And one of the big reasons why they don't have to pay a lot of taxes because they turn around and donate the stuff to certain areas. And in a lot of these areas they donate it to are just as corrupt as, as they are. So, you know, like the Clinton know. Foundation, you know, and, and some of these Soros foundations, you know, they're just more corrupt things but they're legitimately set up where if you donate anything to them then you can write it off your uh, your ingressos your your income i don't know how true this is but i heard that jeff bezos from amazon when he goes to put any of his big distribution centers in any state like if the state tries to tax them high he says well if you're going to tax me that high or, or you're going to tax me at all i'm not going to bring any jobs over here so basically, he's saying, I'll bring the jobs over here, but you're going to tax the workers. You ain't going to tax me directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's got a big showing down here in Costa Rica. I know some people that work for him. So, um, uh, but you he's know, everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's he's everywhere. You know, he, he's a little goofball. He's a little goofball, too, man. The guy's funny looking, but, uh, you know, well, he's, what is he supposed to be the richest man in the world now? I so, think so, yeah. He's involved. Him and then after is Gates. Yeah, and after him is Gates. He passed Gates up, and then maybe there might be an oil guy or a, a sheik down there in Saudi Arabia. Might oh no, this guy in Mexico, um, uh, uh, Chip um, Slim something in Mexico is one of the richest guys too. I should never. I didn't even know about that. Um, and he has almost like a gringo name to him. Uh, uh, slim something. He's 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 pretty low key, uh, but he's one of the richest men in the world too. Um, some guy out of Mexico. Um, but you know, if, and and anybody you know like our age, if, if they got money, it's a lot of it was because they got inherited. You know, they didn't have to work for it, so uh, they don't know how to manage it right. Um, I see a lot of trust fund kids floating around down here, so it must be nice. It must be nice. Well, uh, Dr. Mendel, did you have a, we've gone on on a, on a tangent here and we've covered so many bases, but that's what happens, you know, when, when you're passionate about a subject, it just comes to you and you just go from one thing to another. But I, I did want to leave a space for maybe something that you feel really strongly about that you want to share with the listeners. Um, oh, heck. Um, yeah, of course, I'm never lost for words usually. Um, um, Bolivia, some of my latest things, I've been researching this whole Bolivia thing and them um, uh, kicking out Eva Morales. Oh, this is something I noticed. Even the centering, you know, when you put in your keywords, you know, because you deal with YouTube, when you put in your keywords, that is being censored. And the example that I will say now is a video I uploaded yesterday. Bolivia canceled elections, blames COVID pandemic, but it's about the fascist control of the lithium. Now, when I tried to plug in Evo Morales' name, it kept trying to change it. I hate this automatic spell crap. 
It kept trying to change it. It wouldn't recognize the name. I noticed that also with Julian Assange. When you're trying to type in the Assange word, it won't pick it up. It keeps trying to put other words in there. Now tell me, after all these years of these two particular names, I'm just using these as an example, but they're real cases that I have actually experienced. You would think that Julian Assange's name was added to a dictionary on the Internet somewhere, the spell check. You would think that Evil Morales' name would have been properly added to the spell check. But see, it's not because they censor that stuff. They won't allow it in there because they don't want those keywords in search engines. This is another yeah. little aspect of this type of censoring going on. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but I'm really getting pissed at this auto check because their suggested words are biased, leaning you one way or another. And if you don't catch it and they're they're correcting words that I have no idea that they went in and corrected it because I think everything's fine. And I go back, oh, where did that word come from? But yeah, the centering is even on that level. It is uh, so much across the board. It's just phenomenal. All phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I haven't noticed that per se, but what I do notice is there's a lot of topics that I like to Google search. And you know, Google gives you suggestions as you start typing. Yeah. And th there's certain things that it, it, it looks like nothing's going to come up. There's no suggestions. But if you still press enter, you know, and even then it's getting difficult. They might be on like the 20th page or something. Right. I don't know how far back they push it. But what I know is when there's certain topics that if you start writing it, it won't give you the suggestion for you to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's done on purpose. And, uh, um, that that's how it works. That's how it works. So yeah, they're, crazy. Uh, they're 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 crazy like that, and it's it's horrible to see, you know. And that's just part of leaning you one way or another through their algorithm um, configurations. Yeah, crazy stuff, man. I don't know. The whole world is is crazy, and that's another one of my sayings: is I'm watching the world world collapse as a third party. And uh, some of it's depressing, but, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm down here and, and I'm set. Uh, people thinking they're going to leave the United States, you know, they don't, they're not going to be able to leave. Um, even down here, if I go back to the States, I'll lose my residency. So they got things pretty clamped down here, too, in a lot of respect. Um, I don't know. I, I would tell people to start thinking about gardens, uh, get some decent seeds. Um, if you got a decent neighbor, maybe uh, group up with them. But, you know, heck, I lived in a golf course community and I didn't know my neighbors. You know, that's just everybody. that's the case for most people. You know, yeah, it's a case for most people. They don't really get to know their neighbors. They're too occupied. They don't they don't even know their kids. They don't even get to know their own freaking kids because they're just too busy. You know, and you wonder why our kids are, are crazy and bonkers and going off on, on weird things, you know. And, and it's not even that. They have all the, all the bases covered. Even if you're not too busy, your kids are distracted with TV and video games or whatever. Even when you're in the home, even if you don't have a job that takes you away from the home, even there's, there's distractions in your home that don't even let you talk to each other. Yeah, well, you saw that one uh, post I put up earlier about... Um, you know, the old days, can't believe we made it. Remember when life was simpler. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I put a comment on there, too, about if you remember, I don't know, you might not remember this, but when you're in your car before seat belts were mandatory, when, when your mom or dad came to a, an abrupt stop, that arm came out and slapped you across the chest and held you back from hitting 
the dashboard, you know, and that was like, <laughs> that was like the joke, you know, if you ever watch Seinfeld, you know, it's, it's uh, Frank Costanza, stop short, you know, and also if we didn't go back to school with stubbed toes and, and the skin hanging off of our toes and, and uh, scars on our knees, we didn't have a good summer. You know, we didn't go rush off to the hospital over every little thing or run to the doctors. You know, our parents didn't do that back then. Man, we yeah, everything's been reversed now. Now you don't have a good day or a good summer unless you're like completely safe in your little bubble. Yeah, in your little bubble, in your little uh, brainwashing, um, let's control the information going into your bubble. And, and we're all or the famous, the famous word now or term the your safe space. Yeah, yeah, the safe space with your social dissident. Yeah, see, this these terms that get indoctrinated in our minds, and then we start accepting it, you know. And um, look what it's telling you: you're safe in your personal space. If you're not in your personal space, then you're not safe. And then but, they're pretty much connecting that, like that you have to distance yourself from society. But don't violate your personal space. <laughs> yeah. I, I said that to this lady once, you know, because we were talking about social distancing and and uh, personal space and, and keeping your distance. I go, don't worry, I'm not going to violate your personal space tonight. So. Yeah. Before that was nothing. Before I just come up to my friend and slap him in the back of the head, and it, it was not a big deal. Oh yeah. I mean, shoot, you know, I don't know how many times I got beaten and slapped up in the head in the grocery store from my mother, you know, or stepmother. <laughs> Now, these days, you know, you go to jail. You know, it's, uh, and that's, you see, everybody's a snitch now. Everybody's got a snitch on you. You know, they think they're going to get brownie points from the Almighty. And, and yeah. snitch these days. And uh, they don't understand, you know, their, their ramifications by doing that to somebody who could very well be innocent. Um, At the same time, though, like, like, there is things that we should change. We should be more nice to each other, more courteous and all that. But you can't let that change go into the extreme where you have such a thin skin that everything's going to make you want to cry. Yeah, well, I don't know. I still cry at movies sometimes, so I... No, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like... I know, I know. Like, it's not good to insult each other, but if somebody insults you, you shouldn't feel like it's the end of the world. You should be able to take that and just keep going. Well, well, see, now we got this new thing now called cyberbullying, you know, where kids are committing suicide over it. Uh, and there's yeah. no face-to-face -face contact with that or anything. or you know. And that's, I think the reason that's happening is because, like, you know, they, they're teaching you, like, this is bad, this is evil, this is bad, this is evil. So, like, you have people treating you badly and you feel like it's the end of the world and you know the, you don't want to be in the world because you're like you're taught to fear it instead of overcome it right and like i said fear spreads faster than peace oh yeah and that's oh, part yeah. of the thing too they 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 can uh, uh draw more flies with fears than than uh than with shit. <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't be talking. You're going to put this on the internet. I should. I'll have to watch my language. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, you could. I don't mind that. Um, we'll test out the waters. You know, see if I get any strikes. People say that on TV now. So what the heck, you know? Well, we'll test it out. And you know, as long as you don't go crazy and say like five cur five curse words back to back. 
Yeah, no, and, George, a, and a whole George, sentence. The whole the whole George Carlin routine, you know, the seven words. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. He was great. I even saw him uh, live in, in Chicago once. So uh, that guy's great. I, I like his humor, and I see it all around a lot. And, but uh, you know, this is see, this is what I kind of wanted my radio show to be in the states is is like people sitting around in their living room talking politics, economics, you know, sports. Uh, uh, sex, whatever guys do when they sit around the living room, bullshit, you know. This is kind of how I, I would have liked to have my radio show up there, but it was kind of hard to get that going, to get that developed. But once again, they didn't like how I was talking. Um, they didn't renew my contract. Um, the owner kind of was a little upset with me because um, I'm in a very highly Republican area in San Diego County, uh, right next to Camp Pendleton, a big Marine Corps base, and here I'm talking about Bush needs to go to jail for war crimes, and and I'm talking anti-war talk, you know. So even back then in 2002 and three and four and five, when I was doing radio there, they didn't like me either. And and when I was studying at the doing college radio, you know, they called me in the office and and says, you know, you got to tone down your talk because our radio station uh, relies on donations. You know, we can't piss off any of our uh, prolific donators so you know even then college and that's how that's how far they go too because i personally know from experience there's just like with you know tv channels whether they want to admit it or not some channels are being funded by the left and some are being funded by the right exactly and same thing goes for a radio station so you you could you have the liberty to talk within their agenda within their boundaries within their stuff but the minute you go off from that you know you're going to be taken out yeah, and, and that's unfortunately um, the reality of the radio, TV, and, and media industry is, is that's how it is. And um, even, you know, when I realized it myself, it was hard for me to get advertisers because they basically said, well, Steve, you know, um, we can't piss off any of our Republican uh, clients. Uh, we can't piss off any of our Democrats, you know, because I advertise on your show and this and that. And I go, I understand. I, I totally agree. You know, you're right. I'm sorry, but this is what I got to do. You know, this is what people used to tell me. I, I sounded like um, Alex Jones. I had no idea who Alex Jones was, but people were telling me you sound like Alex Jones. Um, so I did listen to him once ago. Oh, man, I can't stand this guy's voice. Um, so but let me ask you this, though. You, you told me something that you have the tape still. I, I have... Um, all my radio shows that I did, I think I might just be missing two or three of them are in storage up there. And I would love to get them down here. I just need to get some money. Plus, I can't travel now anyway. Um, and, and podcast all of my old radio shows, you know. But it's, um, I think they're in a digital form. They're on like these little mini disc things. Uh, um, this is the question I got for you, though. Yeah. Um, since that, you were, you know, it was your show, but you're still on that radio station. Do you have the rights to, to play that? Oh, you know, oh, that's a good question. Sure, why not? Why why wouldn't I? I don't know. They might say that all that material is copyrighted. You never know. They, they try to own everything, so. Well, this is with uh, Art Aster Broadcasting. Um, uh, who is the guy in Phoenix? Uh, KFNX. Um, uh, some Italian guy there. I've uh, been the college radio. Um, 
See, you know, college radio used to be pretty liberal, you know, and out there. But see, not anymore. You know, pirate radio is, in a, is a thing in the past now. Uh, you don't have that open, you know, airways like it did anymore. You know, that's a good point. I never thought about that because um, even with music, you know, some of these older um, uh, video files and stuff, if there's old music in there, they're starting to ding it now. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you, if you do it from over there. You might be safe because you're not in the United States, but I don't really know how how much of a reach they have if they feel like um, you're you're making money off something that they consider is it's their property. Well, I'm gonna do it anyway, so um, I could probably just hide the fact that it's a I'm on a particular uh, call letter radio station. I could probably edit some of that stuff out. Actually, um, I don't think they ran uh, station ideas on my radio show with my hour. Um, and I, you know, I, I produced it myself. I, I produced all the show ins and outs. Um, I, I had to solicit my own advertisers. Um, plus they, well, they from, from they, the, from what you're saying, I, I would say that you have the rights to, I, I, I think so too, because I pretty much on some formats, I bought that hour. Okay. Yeah, they they basically just gave you the platform, but you own the show, so I don't see how right, they should. Exactly right. It would be like if any infomercial that, because I know people kind of do that too. They buy a half hour, an hour, and just run an infomercial through there, and that's their show. So yeah, no, I would think I have all the rights to to all my shows, and and I'm telling you, I want to do it because the, the the crap I talked about, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it, it's all coming. It's it's all happening, you know. I must I was way ahead of my times, I think, and people thought. Yeah, I was, that's why I was. That's why I'm interested because there's a lot of you know how they say a uh, uh, Easter eggs hidden in in the past. That yeah, you probably you don't even remember you even talked about and that they most they're prevalent. I probably didn't, you know, most of the stuff I probably didn't, but I would say my most memorable um, interviews was. Um, uh, with a snap survivor, survivor, um, uh, the the network from uh, the survivors network for those abused by priests. I had a guy in, and he was talking about uh, how he was abused by priests. I mean, like I almost wanted to cry on the air there. I mean, it was just shocking uh, the stuff this guy was coming out with. Uh, plus, I had a mother whose daughter was. Uh, I remember the case called Danielle Van Dam in in uh, Poway, San Diego County. Um, that was a pretty sad story, you know, so um, I had uh, these people on the show that were cloning that sheep out of Florida. Um, the reason why I got a hold of them is because they had been doing these nude protesting out of the L.A. area. Uh, but then they were also the, the group that was doing these cloning um, Daisy the Sheep, I think the name was. And, and so was, I, did, I had some pretty fascinating interviews, you know, while I was on there, too. But uh, mostly open forum. One of my best... Um, Callers uh, fans was the guy from the Aryan Brotherhood. They lived in Fallbrook. Uh, Spencer, God, I'm losing my mind here. Well, oh, you have a lot of good material. I'm really interested in hearing all. Yeah, that. so I, I would like to go up and, and get those things. Um, you know, it's going to be a little ex little expense. I need to ship that stuff down here on pallets or in a container. Uh, was well, that much? Well, I got my other items, you know, furniture and, and pretty much our whole family's history is in the storage unit. That oh, well, wow. to get back. You know, I'm, I'm going to give you a, some advice, you know, just try to do it yourself. Hopefully when they let you travel, um, can, I, I, I wouldn't trust anybody with that, you know, 
Yeah, I know, because like I said, there's some, you know, family heirloom stuff in there, too. And uh, uh, another book I wrote on the Flying Dutchman is in there. I like to continue and finish that up. Um, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an author. I got a book on Amazon, but, you know, I talk bad against the government, you know, so it's not going anywhere. But I got a lot of orders coming in, but I'm, I'm out of books down here. They're all up there in storage, so I just got to put uh, cancel the order on them. So... Yeah, I've done, I've done, I, I got a pretty, pretty weird background on different uh, jobs I've had, so, um, I've done a little All bit. right, well, um, All right. I'm thinking we're going to close this up because it's over an hour and I have some other stuff also on the show. You know, people don't like to listen for too long. You're I already right. feel like it's going to be too long for people. <laughs> That's why I kept my video shorter, three to five minutes. I, I looked at the Google Analytics and people aren't watching all the videos. All of them, they're like title readers and watch a couple minutes, get the idea and go on to the next one. So uh, that's another reason why I've been putting out a lot shorter videos lately instead of doing these research ones because people lose interest after a while. But I yeah. could actually do it. If it's interesting, I could stay a whole hour, two hours. I think two will be my max. Yeah. But I, I could do that. But not, most people don't. So now that you mentioned that, uh, Anchor also has analytics. So I'll see how this first episode goes. If I see most people tuned out, Halfway or less than halfway, I guess I'll start splitting it up. Well, just do like 15 and 20 minute sections, you know, and, and uh, do uh, shorter subjects or just one subject or some. But hey, this is our first time we're, we're playing with this where we got a I thought we had a good flow going. So uh, we'll and see. I, I also would love to have you back, you know. Yeah, um, anytime. I'm, I'm always up for this, uh, getting the word out, uh, changing people's mind um, if you can. I did record this, so send me a copy of this. I don't know how big the file is. Uh, after it's an gonna hour. be pretty big, but I'll still it, it's it's on a M4A format. So yeah, okay, yeah, that's pretty much uh, a four layer of data processing. So, well, we'll see. If not, we'll figure out a way. Dropbox it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll definitely get you the copy so you can have it. You can put it on your on your channel if you I'll, want. I'll put it on my channels too, you know, and in uh, advertise your in all this stuff too so yeah um um so before i let you go uh remind everybody your youtube channel and anything else you want to know maybe give your book name also even though you don't have oh, yeah any um, copies but yeah no there, there's tons of used copies on there um copies that i passed out for a review that ended up on amazon it's called hot shots fng um, it's about uh, a 20-man hotshot crew out of northern Arizona that I was on. Uh, my YouTube channel is uh, the Peace, Terri Peace Terrorist, but that's not getting many views because it's being sanctioned there. I'm BitChute and Utah Gun Exchange, which I really like their format. They're probably the second best, well, probably the best format because YouTube's losing it. Peace Terrorist on there. Also, Dr. Menno. Um, Dr. Menno RPS, which stands for Radio Pacifical Sir, is my main channel with the most views, a million and a half views, uh, 800 videos. Also, the Spanish channel, Dr. Menno 2, the number 2. So there's a, there's a few there you can check out on and subscribe to and get involved in changing the world one mind at a time. Yeah, I got to have you say it because I can't put any links on the podcast, so everything has to be verbal right here. Okay, that's cool. And then the website is radiopacksur 
radiopassion.com, R-A-D-I-O-P-A-C-S-U-R.com, Radio Pack Sur, which stands for Radio Pacifico Sur. So that's the website, and we're working on that to try to get it better. See, even that's kind of banned on Google, too, but uh, people who know about it can access that. All the videos are on there, some other good information, uh, some real estate stuff, uh, touring stuff. So a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. All right. So very cool. Thank you for this conversation. I will be uploading it tonight, so you'll be able to hear it, and then I'll make sure to send you the copy also. Okay, man. We'll keep in touch for sure, man. All right. Don't hang up right now. Let me say goodbye to everybody here. Okay. Do your closing. Sorry, everybody. This is the first episode of Revolution Evolution Solution podcast with my guest, Dr. Menno, or Peace Terrorist. He have all his information here, he said. Please check him out. And everybody have a good day and God bless. Amen. <laughs>